Anyways, noise reduction again. Mm. So the podcast is is pretty much where I want it to be right now. Nice. You good, Jay? Let's try that again. Let's. You know what? That even screwed up in itself because it wasn't sharing the computer sound. <laughs> uh, it is sharing us, I believe, uh, on the Facebook at the moment here. Um, yeah, I copied and pasted the link. I don't know what the hell's going on, but everything's been absolutely crazy. Just crazy. Uh, hey, I think we're going. I think we're good. I think we're live. I think that's what's happening right now, kids. We had some issues with volume and technical nonsense, which, of course, is probably going to make this an editing nightmare. But, hey, I think we're all here now. And, uh, yep, here we go. We're going live. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this again. Shall we start from the top, gentlemen? Let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 379. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jane. As always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with us in the Smoking Pod studio. Good times. I'm just going to cut that off because I feel like if I do any kind of fading out or whatever, uh, you know, it might screw things up. You heard that right there. And actually, I should let that play for a minute. Let's let, let that play. Kids, we got a brand new theme song courtesy of the slackers i'd like to thank the boys very very much if you're unfamiliar with the slackers they are the single greatest band on the planet earth yes i'm a little bit biased but as you can hear it's beautiful beautiful music this is a song called ska bohem you can find this off the boss harmony sessions available at the slackers at Bandcamp, itunes spotify uh you know you should check it all out uh oh man <laughs> There I go again, just making disasters happen. Uh, yeah, we're hanging out, kids. We're talking shit. No Kickstarters tonight, no comics. We're going old school. To join me going old school, my panel tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he's the host of the Handsome Genius Club uh, podcast. He's Anthony Rutgazer. Hello, Anthony Rutgazer. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm better now. I think we're settled. Um, also okay. joining us tonight, he's the host of the Points of Interest podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh L. Hawk as Hawks. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, man, I had so much exciting stuff planned. I had all this stuff going on. Um, I thought I had this new technical wonder all set up and ready to go. And uh, yeah, no, see, as you can hear and see, it's just been an absolute clusterfuck. But that's okay. We're going to figure it out as we go. So you did change stuff. I changed some stuff up. I was trying to have some fun and this goddamn <laughs> green screen. Josh, yours is looking pretty crisp there. I think uh, I'm having troubles with my lighting and stuff. You can see I got that halo going on, which apparently if you actually manually pick uh, the thing, the color like I tried to do, it still didn't work for me. I don't know. Uh, hey, there's people hanging out. Jason uh, Ward, uh, welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad you hear everybody now. Branded Funk, what is up? Uh, no old school hawk sound effects. I had it ready, and I don't want to risk it because I have it. stand by. I don't know. Do you have it? Do you got it? I, I have one. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta. I just have to cue it up. Stand by, and uh, here we go. Okay, good. We're gonna work that out. Um, this is gonna be a test as we go, figuring things out. Um, but either way, as far as the show's going, 
some of the main things that I wanted to concentrate on are the things that I've been concentrating too much on. Um, I love comic books, kids. I love independent comic books. I always will. This will still be a very comic book heavy show, but just for a little while, I kind of feel like I've been having the same conversations over and over again. Um, as much as I like to support Kickstarters and independent comics and all those wonderful things, uh, I just, I feel like I can only ask what inspired your Kickstarter so many times. Um, and, you know, maybe I, it's, maybe it's me, maybe I got to find a fresh angle on it, uh, you know, a way to kind of spark my reinterest. Uh, it's just been a while. It's been many years of many Kickstarters that are constantly going. And I do, I get many, many, many messages in my inboxes from fine, wonderful, talented people who want to come on the show and talk about their Kickstarters and stuff, um, which is cool. But it just, it really does. I'm sorry to say it, it kind of blends together a little bit. And as much as I love talking about that shit, I kind of miss where we came from, where we started in the old school. And that was just talking shit about ridiculous nonsense uh, that we love so much. Um, so uh, I brought a couple of the old schoolers on to do just that. Um, so here we go. Kids, uh, Anthony and Josh. Well, what are you drinking? Iced tea. I'm drinking iced tea. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this because I got a tiny little bottle of uh, Gretzky whiskey. <laughs> Gretzky whiskey whiskey. I didn't know there was. Yeah, a Gretzky you know he's well. Whiskey. He's got a he's got a a winery. So uh, I guess somewhere along the way they added a distillery. Here we go. So uh, <laughs> correct ginger ale. Not being a not being uh not being a pothead like the rest of you weirdos. Oh, speaking of, I should. I'm just a, uh, I'm just a garden variety alcoholic. <laughs> so <laughs> doesn't doesn't drink nice. much anymore, but but when he does, he's the cheers, great cheers. Mm. Uh Josh, uh, Colorado hasn't burned down yet, eh? Uh, no, I, I think uh, the snow we got recently kind of helped. It does even things out a little bit, doesn't it? Are you guys getting wildfires? Uh, half the state was on fire, yeah. Fantastic. Is that is that <laughs> you doing it yourself or are you importing from California? Well, I mean, the assholes that set them probably came in from California. Any any uh, uh, gender reveal parties at the root of the problem? Uh, not that I'm aware I hear, of. I hear, I hear gender reveal parties are the best way to destroy 10,000 homes. Yeah, I, I hear that as well. It's uh, what, a, what, a, what a shame. Super spreaders, man. Um, what's this say? Oh, is there going to be a new two J's later? Okay, let's address this then. Um, <laughs> as I just said, um, m most people will be familiar with me and Josh uh, and the Points of Interest Podcast Network. After many years of very prideful, honorable podcast networking, um, we've reached a point in our lives and careers where things have evolved enough um, that we just don't have the goddamn time to invest into the network what it and the shows on the network we feel deserve. Um, and, you know, it's there's been lots of awesome shows, amazing talent that has come and go. Um, you know, it's been an incredible family over the years. Josh, you started this in what? Oh, eight or Oh nine. 2009. Yeah. yeah. 2009. And, uh, you know, I got on board a few years later and the ebb and flow of it's been awesome. It's been a crazy cool experience. 
But really, it just comes down to, in the end, stuff like social media and interaction. And there was just, there's no time for anybody to be doing it anymore. Like back when we started doing this, networking made sense. Because all we did was podcast. We just podcasted. And, you know, we did it with a lot of our friends. So it was a matter of it being really easy and, you know, tangible. And now it just, it got to a point where I think networks in general have kind of seen their day. You know, there's not a lot of big networks going on in the podcast world. Things have shifted to a more Patreon monetizing, you know, kind of outfit. Would you agree, Josh? Totally. Totally. Yeah. So in that light, uh, we decided um, to rather than try to skimp along on something and rather than, you know, have to feel that guilty itch in the back of your head for not taking care of something properly, we decided to just kind of let it evolve uh, into, you know, its next phase. And its next phase is uh, a singular phase, zeroing in on Josh and all the podcasting you've done all the years. And, you know, you've always had multiple shows. You've always had lots of different things you've been talking about, different people you've done the shows with. And, you know, I feel like it's evolved to a point because you have said over the years, you know, you've been trying to find that kind of one show that, that kind of encapsulated everything you wanted to kind of do. And in a way it was always there in front of our faces. And I think this is exactly where it was kind of meant to go, where it all now just centers on you on the points of interest podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when we were sitting at the uh, Denver at the time, Denver comic con table at uh, 2015, all of us were together we were all sitting there trying to figure out how are we going to start this show with the you know you and francis and myself uh and and che how are we gonna how are we gonna start this you know what's the name of this thing and i threw it out there 2015 it's the points of interest podcast podcast you guys all laughed and giggled and you're like yeah that was stupid uh but you know we got through that weekend it was blast and i that name just kind of stuck with me so i started the show officially and then, uh, yeah, and I'm going to drop one of the podcasts off of that. But it, uh, it, this whole this whole adventure it has has been awesome. And you, you people people measure success by different ways, right? Uh, some people get thousands of listeners and this and that. I've gotten opportunities to do voice acting, which is what I wanted to do since I was a kid, and and moderate at panels for some reason people have faith in me to do that and that's awesome so you know it's it's not like anything's changing really you're just instead of it being a big massive group of people that as jay said we cannot dedicate enough time to it's just uh flying solo yeah man it's i chalk it up as that, a was, huge that was a horrible explanation of everything yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys aren't gonna do i just aren't gonna do well on the witness stand <laughs> I just rambled for two minutes and nobody stopped me. So. No, it's good stuff, though. I mean, it's nice closure in the way that, you know, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what we accomplished and everybody that took part in it. And it was a blast and I learned a lot from it and a lot I'll take with me. And, you know, I feel like it's got a nice, beautiful bookend to it in a way. We went, we came into it with good shows. We left out with great shows. I mean, the Cognac Room podcast, go check it out. Uh, it's a horror podcast, and of course, all the old staples like Drunk on Comics and uh, Droids Canada, and you know, great stuff that's happening. And all those pods are still living on. Um, two days later, 
which was the singular podcast of Josh and I that we would get together and talk pot shop and cannabis culture. Um, that's probably going to roll into more of a segment on both of our shows because we love doing that. We absolutely love two J's later, but it's just so hard and infrequent now because of our schedules, Josh, not just the time change, but just the hours that we both work. Um, um, no, no. Uh, uh, it's going to just, sorry, Jason's saying, so no more two J's and to tune into the PO, but either, or, um, what we'll probably do is record it as a segment and then have it on both of our shows. So absolutely. But yes listen to both shows but i think that'll be more fun and sometimes it may take over most of the one of the shows you know because sometimes we go for 20 minutes half an hour we go for an hour an hour and a half and it varies but you know i like the fact that there's it's a no pressure podcast huh it all depends on how high we are it exactly depends on how it all depends on how high we are and often we have to squeeze it in Right. We have to squeeze it in sometimes because of the time. And, you know, by the time you Josh gets off work in Colorado and gets home, I'm home and ready to pass out because I've already been smoking pot at home for three hours. Right. So, um, listen, I'm AJ hey, Webb joining the party. Speaking of old school, how are you, Jay Webb? We are all well. Um, I'm going to share something. This is probably not going to work um, because of the fact that uh, we had all this screwy stuff going on. Uh, that we were trying to figure out, but I had a few topics prepared that I thought we could discuss this evening. Uh, and I actually went ahead and I did stuff like this. Now, I don't know if that works in regards to, well, there's no, there's no type on that either way, right? There's no type on that. So <laughs> yeah. I think we're okay. We can go with that. Um, Sir Sean, Sir Sean Connery has passed away. Um, it's a sad one for me. I think it's a, it's a hard one. There's so many that go and you can chalk it up to 2020 being shitty. Um, how much does this passing mean to you, gentlemen? Eh. Yeah. I mean, it, it means something to me, though. Um, you know, my favorite Bond and a great actor. A miserable son of a bitch of a human being. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what I the, the the thing that I think will there's two things that are going to stand out to people about Sean Connery. You're either going to have one opinion or the other. You're going to say you're going to say the best Bond, or you're going to say, um, well, what about that 1965 Playboy interview that 30 years later he stuck behind on on ABC where he said, sometimes you got to slap a woman. <laughs> sometimes yeah. you have to correct her, her behavior. And, now, and, and in, in the mid nineties, he got interviewed by Barbara Walters on 2020 and he stuck behind it. He really dug his heels in on it. So, hmm. you know, miserable son of a bitch, great actor. Can if you can, if you can separate the art from the artists, then, you know, I just watched Goldfinger we, a few weeks ago. Should like nowadays, it's getting harder and harder to separate the artist from the art. Yeah, and their behavior. I mean, he wouldn't get away with that today. You know what I mean? I'd so it's like, that. like obviously there had to be stages of existence to be able to evolve to get to a point where we can get better, right? We have to have something to get better from. Um, so do you just? 
cancel everything that's happened in the past. It's such a hard balance, right? Like yeah. when you got guys like Sean Connery and you got guys like John Wayne and you got guys like Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, someone who I personally grew up worshiping. And now with a different look on it, as you grow up, it's, it's different and it's creepy and you can't look at them in the same way. I, you know, I, I have trouble finding, you know, balance between those things. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a long time, uh, I, I could totally separate the two with the artist and, and art uh, with Bill Cosby and that old stand-up he did, the uh, Bill Cosby himself, because uh, it was funny shit. But now, you yeah, know, it, it's it's as you said, it's hard, getting harder and harder to do that. And I can't, I can't listen to Bill Cosby anymore. Yeah, just, that's, and that's where I, that, Bill that, Cosby. That's, that's I was like eventually going to get out here. Is that shit? Right. Like we're talking about just an old school Scotsman who grew up taught to hit a woman. Like how much of it is his fault? How much is it is the culture? Do you know what I mean? Because like I've seen it. I've seen and, you know, seen up close where, you know, generationally, some people are just taught that's how you deal with certain things and they get frustrated and then it comes down. And there's it's not an excuse that's not excusing it in any way. But it's like, where's how forgiving do we be at a certain point? Do we have any for, cause it feels like there's no forgiveness right now and there's no understanding. And it's like, does that mean anyone who existed before our time and, you know, never got a chance to change. We just ignore any good they did. I don't know. Like guys like Bill Cosby, like that's drugging and rape and that's monster shit. That's yeah. obviously like, I can't even, I can't even ever consider fucking watching or listening to anything that guy did again. But then there's guys like, you know, everybody's upset because Sean Connery died and everybody's sad about this guy who was like, yeah, hit a woman. So <laughs> where do you how do you work with that? Right. I, I'll, I'll quote. Um, I'll quote uh, uh, John Oliver here and where he says, uh, you know, people ask, well, uh, people ask, where do you draw the line? And his answer is somewhere so you draw the line where you need to draw the line um so you say it's more like an individual basis and point well, of view? i mean uh, like i say you know we talk about separating the the artist from his art from their art um so there's going to be listen john wayne was a racist prick but i i, I but again i watched real bravo a week ago I right. love it's one of yeah. my favorite movies. It just <laughs> happens to be that John Wayne the person was fucking not an admirable human being. Let's put it like that. You right. know, and there are some there are some cases where I can I can still enjoy what they created. Speaking of things people created, I created that. <laughs> there are times where I can I can still enjoy what somebody created, and there are times where I can't. Bill Cosby, I I can't I can't bring myself to listen no. to Bill Cosby. Neither can I. Yeah, you know I love Chris Benoit. I can't watch a Chris Benoit match anymore. You know, right. you know family I'm wondering if there's any girls out there, if there's any ladies of the female persuasion out there who happen to be watching right now, I would be interested to know your outlook. Are you sad? that Sean passed because I know he was generally considered a sexy man's man and all that. And knowing that part that he was that harsh, how do you feel about that? Cause it really is, you know, 
it's more of their opinion in that case. So if anybody, you know, if anybody's in the comments, let me know what you think. Are you sad that Sean's gone? Does it kind of piss you off? Because one of my big struggles is Michael Jackson. It really is. Yeah. Because you hear that music, you love that music. You want to move to that music. And then you think about, you can't help but think about, you know, that guy and what happened, right? I like, Jason, I even like, Stephen I like... Hawking cheated on his wife with his nurse. Yeah. I, I like two Michael Jackson albums, so it's not as big a loss for me as it is for some people. <laughs> I think he made two really great albums and the rest of it is just right. Eventually right. you become that, that that's that's a different problem with a celebrity is um, uh, becoming so huge that you buy into your own press and you evolve beyond what made you uh popular or a good creator um i think a great example is roseanne barr where her whole persona was based on the trailer park domestic goddess and then you gave her all the money and fame in america and suddenly she became a completely different type of unhinged monster and people allowed the unhinged monster to to exist for about 20 years and then then she went too far and they had enough of it and she can go back to her macadamia farm in hawaii i guess social media kind of changed everything right yeah um uh to quote somebody else uh will smith has a great quote it's not that all these things weren't happen it's that uh it's that now they're getting filmed so i mean and that that applies greatly to social media is is there is much more of a hair trigger and much more of a, a, a short conduit between what's going through your head and relaying that to other people. Uh, you know, you, you used to have to, it's the difference between, uh, the difference between taking a boat across the Atlantic and, uh, and taking the Concorde. <laughs> people right. are taking less time to think and, and, and just, saying yeah. and then you get people having yeah. to say oh i was hacked or yeah deleting i would it like and, to think you know. that as much as those are some pretty nasty things i'm gonna be careful about how i put this no 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 don't be careful sean connery is no bill cosby and i would like to think that that would have disgusted him to a certain point and he would have liked to have slapped bill cosby uh-huh so there yeah that's where my line is so okay you know in a certain way we're saying everybody's gonna everybody has to draw their own line in the sand right there's so much to consider like your environment your nature versus nurture the this the that there's so much you ever don't know about you know that it's it's hard so yeah dick move and everything but in a way you know all those manly men what makes them that way to a certain extent have been in the past that they are dicks in some regard that you know (laughs) that are you know kind of you know regardless of whatever's going on just don't care so you know uh but highlander um you know ramirez gonna miss him i love the james bond i grew up watching james bond with my grandfather so it was always good times uh so anyways i just wanted to point on that see what y'all thought about the sean connery and such uh either way rest in peace um he was a son of scotland and all that good stuff right 
So let's see if I have another one that works. No, that one's not going to work because it's uh, it's text, right? That didn't work, did it? No, it's backwards. Yeah. And how about that? Backwards about as well. Okay. Well, we tried, kids. You know, we tried. So I'm going to go back to that. Mm. That's backwards. That one's backwards? Yeah. Well, we're just we're just gonna let it be backwards then. We're just not gonna care. Or maybe we'll just go for a nice uh should we go for a nice pleasant uh how about that one there? Waiting for it to change. Now? Let's just go with space. I'm gonna get spacey for Oh, okay. All right. There we go. We'll sure. just go with some general space. How's that sound? Is that a planet I know? <laughs> Is that no, Borg Earth? That's that's the zoom that's a Is zoom that... uh like I think that I think that's Borg one. Earth. Nice. Jason Ward said Anthony's line stops before the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> what? You're not a fan, I guess. Of what? Uh, the prequels. Oh no! Everybody knows I'm not a fan of the prequels. Yeah, and he's I pointing mean, that. How out. is that? That's not. <laughs> okay, listen. Do you guys? Let's move it's on to. Yours some other shit then because lots of cool exciting stuff it's a good time for me to have been in the mood to do this because over the quarantine we've all been sitting around we've been watching tons of crap and it's really cool i think that a lot of people right now have seen a lot of things that a lot of people other people haven't because yes so let's much spoil that see. shit yeah we're gonna spoil shit mad so everybody be attentive to that fact that we are gonna spoil the shit out of shit uh, even if you two haven't heard of some of the shit, you may get spoiled sitting right there. So, in the uh, first in- episode of season two of The Mandalorian, Baby Yoda <laughs> dies. Nice. All right, there I said it. And now it's uh, the rest of the season is hunting down his killer. Yeah, yeah. And there's another Death Star, <laughs> number four. Number four. bringing it on. <laughs> okay, so uh, Star Trek Discovery. Are either of you guys watching this? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no, Josh. Josh, Josh, you're not watching it. No, no, I'm not a big, uh, not a big Star Trek fan uh, to begin oh, with. So, okay. well, I, right. I well, enjoyed the uh, episodes of the Next Generation. Uh, some of the movies were good, but yeah. Okay, well, you're not, you're not necessarily missing a lot in not hopping on the. The J.J. Abrams slash Alex Kurtzman era of Trek. Are you considering this part of that? Oh, absolutely it is. I don't know if I am. It is. It's based. It's, remember, Kurtzman took over. Yeah, but now it's just Kurtzman, right? Yeah. It's oh, different. and that makes it better? It makes it not the J.J. Age, age, and it does make it better. And I have actual things that I want to point out as to I'm why it is better. Turn my back on you now. Ooh. Okay, let me explain what I was going to explain why I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. It is, it's Son of Abrams. It is the same era. Uh, just because, hey, listen, just because mm. Ryan Johnson threw out J.J. Abrams' script for, uh, for, for Star Wars 8 doesn't mean that that's, it's a different era. Okay, I get what you're saying. It's in this era. Yes, it's in this era. But what I like about it that's different than the movies, let's say. And the reason why I'm enjoying the show more than I did the second two movies, the JJ movies. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, the show's insane. It's not like like the JJ movies kind of tried to recreate 
plot lines and characters and a whole thing that they didn't stretch too much. They went a little nuts and blew up some planets and got rid of some species. But Discovery is like just it's like the most spiritual trek there's been. It's just it's in spiritual in a way. It's very like the science of it is very mystical. The science of it is very, very even though it's supposed to be from an older time, the way they present it is, is very wondrous in this strange way. And the way this show uses its music uh, it, and its classical elements in a, in a way, the vibe of it, it's very, I don't know, mystical is the word that just keeps coming to me. But there's something about this trek that I love and that it's less science-based. As much as I love science-based shit, it's not just people standing around giving you exposition. The exposition is delivered, even though there's a lot of it, there's a lot more exposition delivered through visuals in this show than there has ever been in Trek before. I'll admit, the last Trek has never really made me cry before, but the second episode of this season of discovery or was it the, the end of the first episode which is the episode with the guy when she gets to the office uh do you know what i'm saying when she finally gets to the uh the office at the end she meets the guy who's been taking care of it the guy who's not an actual commissioned officer oh oh and they put yeah the flag down. uh that's the uh that's the, the end of the episode. first it's that's the end the, of the first. the first episode yeah okay bald like I, I just want, I want to say that's the first episode anyway. I think so, but either way, that whole thing it had me in tears, in tears. And Trek is not a thing that usually puts me to tears. Yeah, and that's just the difference in this show. This show is more, uh, it's more deep. It's deeper. It's it's a really okay, deep but show. Don't, don't let don't let one really emotional, uh, a well crafted emotional scene. Sway I'm basing you. this off the old show, season one, two. Like, uh, sorry, season. This is season three, season one and two. Okay, yeah. we're amazing. Like all of it is just it's 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 beautiful. It's really beautiful sci-fi, and it's mm. it's it's giving more of the fiction back to the science because Star Trek has always been so based in reality and so rooted in actual things that have even you know come into existence because of things they made up on the show. You know, is this feels more like. Yeah, they're just more into the fiction this time. And they're well, more I, just having fun with the fucking mental aspects of dealing with all this crap. Do you know what I mean? I, I like Discovery. And I'll tell I mean, I, I'm coming off as a hater here, but I'm, uh, I will, I'm devil's advocating for, <laughs> for your opinion. I'm forcing That's you. Why to we have yourself. you on, Anthony. <laughs> I, I like Discovery. I like Discovery. I have problems with it, but I like Discovery. I did not like Picard. I thought Picard had maybe three good episodes, one really good episode. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was mostly shit. Um, you waited. You're you're trying to get to a planet full of friggin' androids, and we don't get there until episode nine out of ten. What, what are you what are you fucking doing i'm feeling you on that one <laughs> picard was picard could have been a lot better it was picard kind of, could have not been made and we'd have all been fine i could um, see something being made out of it but it was too much like just like an episode it was so predictable in a way there was nothing really too you know there was original listen, about it it was it was 
it was an incredibly nothing happening show. The only good thing, the only reason that you have any good feelings about Picard is because of, uh, of Riker and Troy. Let's face facts. Right. That was yeah. the best thing in the series. The rest of it was pretty shite. Yeah. Um, Discovery is better, but there's something something off about it in terms of if you're saying that uh, if you're trying to tell me that Alex Kurtzman isn't uh, playing off of uh, Abrams Trek that it's something different it's something of its own then I mean where did the Klingons come from in the first season that was a and huge mistake thank god they fixed that though they even knew they were like come on that backlash they, they fixed couldn't it ignore by Fixed it by getting through the storyline and ditching the Klingons. They it was, did what they could, man. They put some explanations in there. They know they fucked that up. That was a horrible thing. That uh, I'm with you. And I'm surprised that we actually held on and kept watching the show. That's how bad the Klingons were right off yeah. the bat. That was way too much of an extreme change, man. Way too much. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's the, it, you know what it, 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 it felt like to me, it felt like the third season of Enterprise where let's just let's go into the expanse or whatever the fuck it was the weird zone the the the, 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 the crap space i don't know i can't even remember what they called it and it was a season long shittacular and uh and it was change for change's sake instead of uh instead of writing it was it was it was a stunt it was a stunt booking as opposed to writing something good where they change showrunners for the fourth season the fourth season of enterprise salvages so much of that concept but it's too little too late in terms of ratings and profit and the show gets canceled i honestly am i'm i i'm surprised discovery got a second season i'm even more surprised that discovery is getting a fourth season I'm not. It's really good. Season three, it's the, good. It's the best character but, but, but development. This has, it's like this the has deepest characters that have ever been in Trek, man. Easily. It has nothing to do with character development at this point. It has everything to do with profitability. If you can't find, uh, if you can't find financing, if Netflix is trying to get out of a contract and Amazon doesn't want more Picard and you couldn't even find international distribution. People are watching Trek though, because this is CBS is like the, whatever their streaming thing is all access. This is their like flagship. Literally. Did I like, say I'm surprised? Did I say I'm surprised by people watching Trek? I'm saying so that I'm surprised it's getting a season four, which is probably because I'm surprised it's getting, Trek. I'm surprised it's getting a season four because they're having problems finding financing they're having problems finding investors and part of the problem that they're part of the reason they're having problem finding investors is that trek is no longer viable as a merchandising property none of the new trek you can't sell an action figure you can't sell a toy you can't sell shit based on right. anything since jj abrams came in and before that really i mean uh, how many people are really excited about their fucking Mayweather action figure or whatever? Right, Trek has never even they've never had a huge like Next Generation was probably the biggest time for them. No, 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 no. Trek it, was to Trek, Trek was for decades 
a merchandising a cash cow, which is how, which is why, uh, how are you shaking your head at this? Well, why like, do you think, why do you think Star Trek came back in the late seventies? Why do you think that they, they were planning phase two and turned it into a movie because people were watching the show in syndication but you're talking and about spending the 60s. money. You're talking about 50 merch. years ago, like after the fifties and sixties or sorry, the sixties, maybe the seventies, like that's the only time there was like less than a 20 year period where Star Trek was a boom. Then it became a collector's thing right and then the only time it actually really started getting bought again by the public was when next generation put out some ships and some figures and shit right and then they died so they were making all quick. kinds of money off of merch and that money is that gone. big man those all those star okay. trek stuff right. ended all up right. in the I'm dollar not, bins i'm right? not gonna i'm not gonna i think it ended up in the dollar <laughs> bins but i think trek has learned to be a non-merchandised thing you know like they somehow i don't know i think enough people just want to watch it and shit but either way at least we both enjoy the show i hope people are watching the show because it is a really good show and uh Sinequa martin green or is it green martin it's martin green or martin anyways she's phenomenal she's at michael as michael burnham she is a she I, she needs to win an award for this performance already it's absolutely incredible so let's move on to something I know Josh knows about as well as Anthony knows about. <laughs> I, you get into a rut with things and you do not expect something from them, something you're very much so used to. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching Disney Plus and I'm going through the Muppet shit. And it's been a bit of a Muppet dry spell because it was very disappointing how that first Muppet movie was just phenomenal. It was incredible. And then the follow-up, bit of a disappointment in my opinion and uh you know and then they had time struggling trying to figure out what to do with the muppets and then this new muppet show comes along and what's it called muppets uh muppets now yeah muppets now and it's basically the muppet show but in digital form where they're making sketches and shorts and stuff for virtual but it's brilliant because in doing that, it's back to them actually not just like stories about them happening as themselves. It's about them putting on performances, which was, I think, now that I see this thing, was what was missing from the Muppets. It wasn't that you just love to see the Muppets on the Muppet show. You love to see what they were doing on stage at the Muppet show. It wasn't Miss Piggy. It was Miss Piggy in Pigs in Space is what you were wanting to watch for. And then the Muppets kind of became all about their capers. And then movie after movie, you know, except for maybe when they did stuff like the Christmas Carol and Muppet Island, uh, you know, or Treasure Island when they were, you know, actual other characters. But that's what was really great about the Muppet show, you realize when you're watching this Muppets now, because I was blown away that it's great. It's, it's, I'm loving it. I think it's kooky. It's crazy. It's original. It's unique. It's nutty. Not everything works. Not everything's hilarious, but I love what, I love the heart you can feel behind it. Uh, are you feeling that Josh? Yeah, totally. I, I, I enjoyed it. I can't remember if I watched all the episodes or not, uh, but it was awesome seeing like the Swedish chef interact with that other chef character that they've come up with and right. Yeah. And him just being like, you know, like why, you know, 
you're pantomiming this, right? But you know, why are you cooking that way? Why wouldn't you do it this way? It's it's, yeah. it's fun to see that kind of interaction with the the same characters that we all know and love, but <clears throat> excuse me, used uh, brought up to date. Yeah, yeah, brought up to date. Yeah, yeah. I I just I caught it and I was just surprised. I was blown away. Have you seen much of it, Anthony? I watched the first couple of episodes. Um, it's good. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm still, my ass is still a little chapped that the 2015 series, the ABC series got canceled. I like yeah, the good. ABC series. I good. still, I still go on about this. The first 10 episodes of that were great. And then they took their Christmas break and brought in a new showrunner and, uh, decided to decided to backtrack on the changes that the show had made to the uh, to the in, in character development, and ended that first season with Kermit and Piggy back together. I was like, oh, you you're cutting off, you're cutting off new stories. Mm-hmm. So right, and then it didn't get renewed. So <laughs> I'm so there's just so much Pepe and Rizzo. I'm I'm so in heaven with the Muppet, like all that Pepe and Rizzo. That's all I want to see. Like they're yeah. my absolute favorite Muppets. The two of them are just it. They're all I need. Well, Pepe I mean, and Rizzo for, to the. That's all you need. With uh, Pepe especially, it always seems like it's just off the cuff. You know, whoever yeah. the performer is is just it. He does probably have exact lines that he's reading, but the way that he's performing it, it's so just nonchalant. I believe Pepe or Riz, one of the, is Bill Beretta, I believe, is one of them. If not both, I'm not too sure. I'm Don't not, quote I'm me on that. I know sure. Bill Beretta's one of them. I'm pretty darn sure. But yeah, great stuff, man. All right. Uh, all right. On to the important business. And I guess my virtual background, probably not going to work for that either because it said The Mandalorian on it. I'm very, very happy that the Mandalorian is back. Um, I think one of the things I was happiest about with Mandalorian being back was the two days before and how excited I got that it was coming back. Like, I don't know. There's just not a lot to get excited about these days. And uh, this was something to genuinely get excited about. Were you fellas excited? Very much so. Yes. Oh, God. Right? Like nothing else in a long time. Was exciting as this coming back. Did it disappoint for you guys or did it live up no, to what it, you guys was, were hoping for? It was amazing. The I, I think one of the ways that people were able to sell watching the Mandalorian to non-Star Wars friends was by saying, Hey, it's really it's a Western. And they leaned into that uh that Western hard in the yeah. first episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, really. More spoilers. But no, 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 I'm no. Just going to do a spoiler no spoilers. refresher. No, we're going to have to spoil this to talk about it because there's things that I need oh, to talk okay. about that need to be spoiled. So I'm just doing a spoiler reminder because we said at the beginning of the show that there were going to be spoilers. But I'm going to. Okay. Well, people. I mean, here are some not really spoilery things uh, talking about leaning into the Western aspects of it. You, you basically you invoke Deadwood by bringing Timothy Oliphant and W. Earl yeah. Brown onto the show. Yeah. Um, you, you get the, the, the great shots of, you know, of 
the the horse ride across the desert with the uh with the 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 sunset in the background when uh when you get the uh, the speeder bikes the or the swoop bikes it, it's and 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 just that my one of my favorite things is uh when uh when mando rides into uh mos pelagos and and it's just that look of everybody giving him the giving him the once over as he makes the slow ride through town and it's just that that horse trot as he makes his way to the saloon first you know and women women are hiding their children and going into their homes and they're not even playing eh? they're just like it's fantastic it's yeah Yeah. it's here you go here's here's cowboy movie in space yeah just amazing just perfectly perfectly done um timothy oliphant sorry go ahead josh i I thought humanizing the uh, sand people was totally i'm I'm totally cool with that yeah yeah i think they we should not get the same for jawas jawas are assholes no (laughs) no but one one of the great things uh apparently that they did though was they um they brought in a uh deaf actor to help develop the um oh the sign language the, the tuscan raider sign language mm. so cool. you know in, instead of just instead of asking where michael okuda is they had somebody you know come in and help them develop it based on american sign language mm. and i and i think that that was i think that that was fantastic it's a little rough for me, though, because that's another line that you have to ask where to draw, because there's a lot of stories about the Tuscan Raiders being absolute douches. So how humanized do you want to see them be? You know, is this is this be... sympathizing with these guys that were bad guys? Many parts of the time? there was a line in there that said that uh, they will keep the peace as long as the villagers yeah. keep the peace. Yeah. This isn't so going to be this isn't going to be another one of those things where you plant your flag into all of the uh, all of the old continuity, is it? Hey, listen, because we can fight about this for another hour. No, I don't care about do. the old continuity. <laughs> what I love think. See, we're talking about this deep like character development of the Tuscan Raiders and shit. Yet at the, at the same time, Dave Filoni is so unabashed. That he's like, yeah, I'm putting pit droids in the fucking thing again. Like, fuck you. And look at all this prequel shit. Because I love the prequels. I'm filling. This is the so the perfect bridge. The way he has brought the prequels into a new hope is it's seamless with things like the pit droids and that situation with, you know, that perfect character. It's 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 amazing. And bringing again, they're going deep enough that uh, that was John Leguizamo as the mm-hmm. one eyed. I can't remember what that creature's called, but the one eyed guy that he goes to talk to at the beginning. Yeah, uh, that was John Leguizamo in a cameo, and that is a character alien that voice hasn't been seen since. Well. Say again. Was it just the voice, or was he in the? No, suit? he was the whole damn thing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and so uh, we haven't seen that creature since the original Moss Eisley cantina scene. So it's cool that they bring that back. Yeah, there's tons of prequel shit, right? So, and Timothy Oliphant, you mentioned bringing Timothy Oliphant in. My God, is he just, is he just aging well or what? Like, yeah. 
I, in a way it hit me. I was like, you know what? He's our new Bill Paxton. I think in a way like, cause I saw him, what show was he on the other day? Was it Conan? I don't know. He's a good friend of one of them. I think it was Conan, but he was just like in like, I don't know. He, he almost looked like coconut Pete and you know, he's just got that vibe and I feel like he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the next guy that everyone just continues to love more and more kind of like Bill Paxton was, you know? Oh, uh, by the way, before I, I'm not looking at the chat though. I'm sure somebody's yelling it at us right now. Like Wazamo's character was Gore Koresh. Yes. Gore Koresh. Yeah. yeah. I, I was looking while we were all talking. It was uh, Whitmere, uh, Steve Whitmere as Rizzo and uh, uh, the other gentleman you spoke of. Uh, Bill Beretta, right, is uh, Pepe. In what? Uh, Muppets, the, in, the Muppets now. in the Muppets, but in not the Muppets now. I don't know about Muppets now, but originally it was. Uh, oh, Steve Beretta Whitmire. and Whitmire. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it probably wouldn't be Steve Whitmire now. That's why I'm wondering. I was like, what happened? Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna let that go until you called. Uh, you called hmm. on it. Interesting enough, I had the honor of hosting him on stage and it was an incredible conversation. He was a super nice guy and I got some awesome stories and he was he had no problem telling them. Was this so, before or after? This was after. This was one yeah. of his first cons when he was at okay. the Great Philly Con. And his manager wanted me to kind of give like a warning kind of, I don't know, thing. And then I brought it up to him and he didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. And we just went on with it because I didn't really plan on diving. That's not what a Comic-Con's for. I'm not that idiot, right? I'm not going to try to bring up gossip and work shit at a con. Well, you're, to you're not going to try and gotcha a guest who's there of his own free will. <laughs> right? and, 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 and <laughs> What am I thinking? What kind of a podcaster am I, right? Yeah. You hold him down and pour oil no, down. No, fuck that, throat. man. He told us stories about Jim and the old days and the beginnings and working on, you know, the classic shit. And that's what they all want to hear. And that's what yeah. they got to fucking hear. And it was amazing. You can hear it on Elegant Weapon. Go to elegantweapon.ca in the search bar, type Steve Witt Meyer or Mir. I don't know, but W H I T M I R E. And uh, it was a very, very cool conversation. Yeah, we got to do that. So, anyways, loving that shit. Um, but yeah, the way the pit droids are there. And then the ultimate thing that happened. And Timmy, all, Tim Oliphant, like just just always awesome whatever he does but you're right totally just bringing that western thing home they were like oh you want a western you want to talk about a western you watch this western shit and right from the beginning the horse walk you're right and everything yeah i and, love that, uh, that first shot of oliphant in the doorway of the saloon where yeah you know you're anticipating hey mandalorian mandalorian armor on tatooine you're anticipating boba fett Right. And then you see you see Cobb Vant, and he the armor does not fit him at all. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. You know right away it's not him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool to see the armor though, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The dent in the forehead. Yeah. You know? No, it was uh it was fantastic. It was uh it was a a a well-crafted story and um i love the reveal at the end of the episode okay the reveal another yes, amazing reveal. thing you Thank decide how much this. we're talking about it that we're talking about it full on out 
Because okay, everybody's been expecting Boba Fett, and we got Boba Fett. We knew who was going to play Boba Fett, and I knew this was all coming. We all knew this was happening, but to actually see, to see Tamura in the role there, and that they're sticking with it is just, oh, it's so satisfying. I can't, I don't know why, but it's just so satisfying. It's the... I keep saying the word bridge, but the way this is bringing together all the aspects of Star Wars that I love so much with mm-hmm. still not a not a Jedi in sight yet at least is crazy. I can't imagine if if when Jedi's come into this shit and the force comes more into this shit, it's just going to be that much better than it already is. I can't even I can't even deal with it. I mean, to see think- Boba Fett there and to see him playing Boba Fett and what always felt like just a wish list from the beginning on everybody's mind, seeing it happening is it's the most goddamn gratifying thing, especially in this horrible time in the world. Maybe that's making it more impactful, but <laughs> God damn, did it feel good? No, I mean, do you think it- that we might see uh, Ewan McGregor show up on this show? No, no, because he's dead. What? Well, in the Mandalorian, it's it's after yeah, it's Obi-Wan's five years dead. after Jedi. Yeah, which means Obi Wan's oh, yeah. dead. I, f- I forgot about that. He's so he's you know, I don't hey. see him showing up unless he's a well, force ghost. He could do a force or ghost or or a flashback, right? At some point in this season, we are supposed to get um, uh, Ahsoka Tano. Yes. And there is, there's no reason to think that if, uh, that if Ahsoka Tano isn't going to, is, is going to tell her story, that we might not get some quick shot of Obi-Wan in there. Though, I, I think it's much more likely that we don't see him until. Okay, my theory, Obi-Wan you ready? Series. We're not going to see Ahsoka till the very last fucking scene of this goddamn season. And why I think that is because he's right now chasing down Mandalorians, right? So this Boba Fett thing's going to happen. I don't know how far through the season they're going to carry this Boba Fett thing. Does it just get started and resolved in the next episode or is it, does it continue through to the end? Cause it looks like I don't think reason... we're going to see Boba Fett again. Oh no. Nope. I don't think Maybe. we're going to see Boba Fett again. I Maybe. think we might not see Boba Fett again until season four. Right. For season, some reason, he hasn't three, cared about three or season four his shit or whatever. Either way, he's going to chase down other Mandalorians, I think, because they also cast like other Mandalorians that were in the shit. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is he's going to find other Mandalorians who are going to lead him to Ahsoka. And, you know, it's going to obviously have to do with uh, Gideon. Is his name is his name Gideon? Moff Gideon? Yeah. And uh, the dark saber and all that, and uh, you know maybe he finds out more about the dark saber by getting in touch with Mandalorians and learning about what it was. But either way, I think all that's going to lead him to at the very end because he's still his whole quest. He's got one mission, and that's to get the kid wherever, right? Right. So he's going to even he's not trying to find Mandos for Mandos' sake. He's trying to find Mandos to lead him to Jedi. So mm-hmm. I think the last thing that's going to happen is he's going to finally find that Jedi and it's going to be Ahsoka because what other fucking Jedi are there? Well, right? I I think I think what's going to happen unless Sebastian Stan steps in and plays <laughs> plays himself a little young Luke Skywalker. You know? 
I think what's going to happen is I think we're going to see Sabine Wren. Yes, uh, that's what I think too. Yeah. I think we're going to see her starting in either the second or the third episode. I think she's going to she's going to stick around for the journey. And I yeah. think that we're going to get a, a some roundabout way where uh, Sabine Wren is going to try and take him to find um, Ahsoka Tano. And somewhere in there, it's going to force them to go back to Navarro to uh, to either uh, confront Gideon. At some point, they have to go back to confront Gideon. Um, though, in or Gideon the, chases him down in in the trail in one of the trailers for the uh, for season two, there was a shot of. Uh, Horatio Sands, and you remember uh, Horatio Sands was the bounty that he captured at the beginning of episode one of season one. Right, he carbonates him. Somewhere along the way, the the whole chase with the Imperials on speeder bikes, I think they are, um, I think they're busting him out of Imperial lockup or whatever, uh, or re Republic lockup. They're busting him out of lockup to help them find somebody. Uh. So you're going to, that's where, that's part of how you're going to get um, back to, back to Navarro to get Grief Karga and, uh, <coughs> and Fairbune. He has to assemble. I think each season is going to be a couple of adventures and then him having to assemble all the new friends he's made into his new Justice League, his right. new, his A-team. Well, to... we got a good point here, Jay Webb says, isn't Sasha Banks playing a Jedi? Uh, Sasha Banks has been cast, but they've never officially said that she's a Jedi, I think. Uh, but that's the going theory, yes. I think she's um, going to end up being Sabine Wren. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Poiple she hair. She's comfortable uh, with the poiple hair. And uh, but what's her name? Uh, isn't Katie Sackoff uh, playing? What's her name? Oh, um, an important Crimey. Mando. Yeah, Not Pre Vizsla, because uh, that's the other guy's things. Oh, hold on. I, I can't remember it. These I'm gonna, I'm names. gonna, I'm gonna cheat and use the interweb. Do it, do it, interweb it. Are you talking about like the the new leader of Mandalore? Yeah, but I she's in the in the Rebels cartoon. Yeah, and stuff. Bo Katan. Right? Yes, Bo Katan. I believe yeah. it's Katie Sackoff. Yeah, that's I perfect. now that that's I think is perfect. I think that might end up being a flashback. Hmm. Could be, but she survived. Yeah. So, you know, how many flashbacks? How many flashbacks were in the last season? Just him as a kid, right? Yeah. This one's already had the only flashback so far. This one was uh, him flashing back to getting Boba Fett's suit. So it's interesting that the Jawas got a hold of the suit, right? Yeah. And in him not caring, did he just not, was he genuinely not able to find the suit, Boba Fett, or did he not care anymore? Did he not want it or need it? Because has he been, has he not left Tatooine in, in five years, I guess? I think right? he traded, I think he traded his own suit to the Jawas for, uh, for whatever he needed to survive in the, in the desert. Um, I heard, a, I heard, a, I heard speculation. 
I heard speculation that uh, he had become a uh, a Tuscan Raider. He'd become one of the Sand People. I don't think he was dressed quite like them, enough like yeah. them. Certainly not. He had their weapons. The, one of the staffs that he had on his back definitely he reminded had a me stick, of. Yeah. He had a gaffy yeah. stick. He had a gaffy stick, and he had one of their rifles. Right. But you know, I did mean, did he kill one for it, or did he they give it to him? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but I mean, that's 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 all stuff that we'll find out someday. Yeah, I hope it picks up. <laughs> I hope it isn't like super, you know, because there were a couple a couple kind of filler episodes. But I just hope it does keep rolling along. Baby Yoda wasn't really super significant, other than the comedic, you know, relief yeah. in this episode. Wait a minute, which wait is a minute. interesting. What did, they didn't what did start out call, big. What did you call a filler episode from season one? Uh, I know what you're going one to say. Episode. And it's going to disappoint me. I no, know what you're going to say, and it's greatly going to disappoint me. You think the remember. prison barge episode was a filler episode, don't you? Bill Burr. Yeah. Um. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But I enjoyed that episode. I'm sending that attack. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like there was one episode that I was like, that was was unnecessary. Turn turn to your right. But they're all cool, right? Hey. Hey, buddy. (laughs) What's up? Podcat. Needs attention. Podcat. This is is Bradley. The most uncat name ever. Well, I have Bradley and Jacob after Bradley Nolan and shit, right? Because when I got him, actually, his name was uh, Thomas Bradley on his tag. Are you purring up? Purr for the people. I, I, you hear the I, I am all for the changing of names for cats. I, I, I picked up a, a cat. Its name was uh, Schizo, which I had what? never seen spelled out before. Uh, so I made a fool out of, out of myself and I said, yeah, I'd like to see that cat over there. The one named uh, Shizzo. bradley's almost uh 17 years old oh wow yeah he looks well maintained well you know i'm good with cats i've had many over the years you know my cats are pliable it's it's about when they're young when they're small when they're tiny you gotta you gotta teach them when they're tiny right so how many seasons of the Mandalorian do we jeez whiz? How many seasons of the Mandalorian do we get before uh before Baby Yoda is reunited with his uh his kinfolk? Four at least. Five at most. I would say. Like I I see this being five years tops the show. Yeah. Right? Like I, yeah, I hope they have like a, a planned ending for this for sure and it's not going to be like the arrow of of five years of of, of uh flashbacks <laughs> the, yeah do you yeah. mean do you mean the arrow or do you mean Battlestar galactica or do you mean lost or do you mean how i met your mother oh. or do you mean any other show that uh came up with a great premise and then didn't know what to fucking do with it. It's not going to happen here because Dave Filoni has already proven through other shows that he can start and finish a show. Yeah, I just you wanted know? to. I just wanted to and throw shit. Let me tell I just you. Also, to throw shade on some shit. I have been watching with uh, my kid. I've been watching. I finally am into the last Airbender, and I yeah. get it now. 
get it. I never got it. I was like, there's better looking anime than this and stuff. And now I've watched it and not all of it. I'm on season three. Am I into the third season yet? Either way, I get it now. And I'm like, I don't even know why I get it. But I'm like, do you guys get it? I watched a few episodes here and there. I can't say that I'm uh, like a super fan or anything, but I definitely There's could definitely sit down and watch it from the beginning and enjoy myself. There Man, is something girl. about it that is super cool. I don't know why, but it's it's really cool. And I thought the movie was cool. And I don't know, understand why everybody who loved the cartoon hated on it. Now I've watched a cartoon and I understand why they all hate on it. Because the cartoon is so much cooler. But yeah, it's, it, I'm surprised it took me that long. But it's been very cool because it's actually, it's not often my kid's able to wait to watch something with me. So the fact that he actually does and we're like at the same pace on this show is cool because I got him Crunchyroll. Mm. Shout out to Crunchyroll. Or at least we're trying out the trial for the free premium thing right now. So he's got two weeks to see how he likes it. And, uh, you know, so he's just anime nuts. He soaks it in like a sponge and then he draws it all. And it's crazy. Just fucking in this crunchy roll. Now that he's got no ads, he's losing his mind, right? If you were a good parent, you'd show him Star Blazers. <laughs> this is true. I've tried to get him to watch Akira. Oh really? It might be it might be too much for his little brain. I yeah, I think I think Akira. I think you should give him a few more years. I mean, I think I mean it was enough. It was a bit much for me when I was twenty two. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's a nightmare. I you, was nineteen. Uh, I was nineteen, and it was way too much for me. <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 begging you, show that kid Star Blazers. All right, I'll work on that. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to uh, wrap this up because it's been a really good, fun time. Forgot, sorry about all that technical nonsense in the beginning, but I'm trying to figure this out. It's weird. I don't know stuff why stuff is flipped and mirrored and doesn't work and then does. I thought I had it down. You know when you got think you got something down and then you just don't got down? Earlier, I had double display going on, but on the one laptop or on the <laughs> one monitor, and I was like, oh, my God, it just hurts my brain. So anyways, uh, thank you so much to the two of you for hanging out. That's exactly what uh, I needed. And, uh, you know, in a time of quarantine, it's it's very important to just kind of hang out and shoot the shit again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, kids, this is what we're going to be doing for a while, I think. Um, we'll get some people popping on. I do have some Kickstarters and commitments of people I've said uh, to talk to. But furthermore... Going on forward, so you all know. Uh, say I have someone on, we'll do like the last 15 minutes, say, or something. We'll just go crazy about your Kickstarters and all that kind of stuff. But for now, it's time to just get through this quarantine because I'll be honest. And, and Anthony, thank you also for having me on your show the other day. Oh, my Is pleasure. Is that posted? Hey, yeah, I, dude. <laughs> my podcast has no more than a 12 hour turnaround my right, <laughs> right. My, so uh, i i i i kind of bared my soul a little on anthony's show the other day yeah he uh, cried it was sad uh, i didn't i cry. kicked dirt on him I didn't cry. <laughs> oh, like crying, no I didn't no cry. we just we talked about we talked about life stuff as opposed to nerd yeah. stuff we talked about we talked about what's going on in your life and it was and good how it how it's how it's destroying my soul without the people and stuff so go uh, over to the handsome genius club and it's available all over the place right 
Yeah, handsomegeniusclub.com or via uh, Apple Podcasts, because we can't say iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, search for Handsome Genius Club and you will find the show. I'm doing it five days a week, all year long. I have done 220 episodes this year. When we finish doing this, I'm going to take a whiz and record 221, motherfuckers. Awesome. So Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., a new podcast drop. Very cool. Uh, yeah, but people go over there and check me out, uh, you know, whining and complaining and stuff. Uh, Josh, as we were talking earlier, now can be found at the Points of Interest podcast uh, at POI Podcasts. Dot com. It's nice that that can just stay the same too. <laughs> yeah, thankfully that you know we don't yeah. have to go to a complete change. But yeah, poipodcast.com on all the social medias and uh, the poipodcast at gmail.com. Good times indeed. I miss you guys. I miss hugging y'all and seeing y'all. But hopefully one day again. You know, I know I'll probably see Anthony eventually soon. Eventually. I can I can say to Anthony soon enough. And kind of mean it, Josh. I wish I could say uh, yeah. to you soon enough and kind of mean it, but it's really breaking my heart. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I our friend Jimmy, our well. good friend Jimmy, he messaged me the other day. He's like, "Hey, have you heard anything about the border opening?" And I just messaged him back and I said, "LOL, cute." <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about possibly when the border could open on uh, November fourth. We'll start to discuss. Yeah, board. that's when. Yeah, <laughs> we're waiting for that. You we'll, make a um, decision, and then yeah, we'll make. And a then decision. We- <laughs> <laughs> play there, nice play there. Yeah, I, I, I've thought hmm, maybe, maybe I need to learn some French really quick. That's <laughs> yeah. our country always exists on that precipice, doesn't it? Like we're always gonna, we're always waiting for you guys to do something before we're able to. <laughs> yeah i honestly i um i am i am hopeful that march brings back some semblance of of normalcy for a little while i'm not but I, well no 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 i'm hopeful i'm not i have no hope <laughs> none i'm completely hopeless well, listen, I got a venue booked for my 50th birthday in April, so nah, nah. you're goddamn right I'm hoping for March. <laughs> no, nah, I'll meet you in the park but, uh, for a dube, but... Yeah, but, I, I, but honestly, I, I, think, uh, I think we're talking about... I think we're talking about the end of next summer. Yeah, at uh, least. I don't, think, I don't think we get conventions. Uh, not up here, anyways. I don't think we'll get conventions the way we no. even close to remember them. Until, yeah. until we hit Fan Expo. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, Jay Webb, you're about to re-enter a lockdown over in the UK too. So oh, um, Webb, sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah, sorry, man. God. But yeah, we'll get you on, Jay. We'll talk some shit just like this. Uh, awesome. Um, vote Americans. Vote yeah, accordingly. If you ever nice. want to see me again, you should probably vote accordingly. Yeah, vote for not fascism. Yeah, vote for not fascism. Yeah. <laughs> vote for life. You want to truly be pro-life? Stop, you know, vote against all that death that's going on. 
Don't vote against idea. vote against yeah. super spreaders. <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, there you go. Fun times. Mandalorian. Um, we didn't even get into some other stuff. We're going to talk about the boys. I loved the boys, but we can talk about the boys next time. Another time. Are either of you watching the boys? Yeah. Watch the shit out of that show. All right. Then we'll I just on. recently was told about it. So, no, I have not. yet. Right, You're going to well, enjoy it, Josh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, 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 it's it, spectacular. It, it's pretty it, spectacular. It will warp your mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thank you, people, for watching and commenting and hanging out. We love you all. You're absolutely beautiful, wonderful human beings. So stay safe. Love each other. Uh, but as far as everything goes, that's all we're going to have this week on an elegant weapon. So uh, you know, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> an elegant weapon, but a more again. This is the Slackers, Skabohim, available on the Boss Harmony Sessions, which is available on the Slackers at Bandcamp, you know, and on the iTunes and the Spotify and stuff. Isn't it beautiful? Check this out. So much more. The Slackers, New York, Jamaican rock and roll for your friends. We love you all. Pack it is. <laughs>